Welcome into this Five Clubs conversation. I'm Emma Carpenter, and I am right here in Minnesota at Olympic Hills Golf Club in Eden Prairie, Minnesota, which right now that's going on right here behind me is the Minnesota Men's State Amateur Final Round. So very exciting. Also, just down the road, we are not too far from TPC Twin Cities in Blaine, Minnesota, where the 3M Open is going to be starting up tomorrow. So it's been very exciting. I've been out there all week. Um, working with a lot of a lot of people out at TPC, and it's we're very excited for the tournament to start. With that being said, I'm also very excited to welcome in today top-ranked amateur golfer, now recently turned professional golfer, and that is Eugenio Lopez Chikara. So Eugenio just finished up his career at Oklahoma State University under head coach Alan Bratton, who I've also had here on Five Clubs, and it's been floating around in the media a lot, a lot of different opinions about Eugenio making the decision to forego a fifth year at Oklahoma State that was originally planned and ultimately make the decision to go ahead and join the Live Tour series. So it'll definitely be interesting to hear Eugenio's perspective on his this very, very important life-changing decision to go ahead and join the Live Tour. So I'm very excited to sit down and chat with him today. And I know that you're going to enjoy the listen. And with that, I welcome in Eugenio Lopez Chicara. Thank you so much for, for coming on and joining me today on Five Clubs. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited for the opportunity. Eugenio, you've had quite the successful career so far, especially just in this past year of college. So many impressive accomplishments. Even going into college, you were the top ranked player in Spain, winning over 100 junior tournaments. But before you were, you know, the, the famous OSU Cowboy that you that you are now you also you decided to to pursue a college career at Wake Forest initially can you tell me a little bit about just that recruitment process and when those conversations started with, with you being in Spain yeah I mean it's hard I mean I never came to the U.S. until I was 18 for college so I mean we didn't know anything my my dad and mom doesn't play golf and all those things so it was it was a hard decision actually we was committed Verbal commitment to Stanford, so I was gonna play golf at Stanford, and then I ne never made my SAT score that they asked asked you for. So then I was kind of like a little trouble because that was May, and I needed to go to school in August. So I started looking for another options, and Wake Forest was really nice, and they gave me a spot in there, and it was a a great year for me. I mean, I had a lot of fun there. I had a lot of friends, and then my sister is it's over there. So I mean, all my relationship with Wake Forest is great, but it, for me, I just thought I wanted more something like golf. I didn't wanna. I didn't want to study that that much for sin because, and I also wanted to do finance and the business school. I worked for it. You need like a high higher GPA that I had, so I didn't want to do like an, uh, another career. So that was the two options, and then Oklahoma State gave me the chance to play for them. And I was, I mean, I, I saw Matthew Wolf, Victor Hovland, and all these guys winning the two, 2018 national championship, and how how golf is recognized in Stillwater. And I was, I was, I was set to go there, and I had a, I had a lot of fun my two and a half years over there. I had the opportunity to to chat with with your coach Alan Bratton on one of my earlier episodes, so we had a great time. I, I should have mentioned listeners, so I'm right here in Minnesota, but Eugenio is back in Spain right now, so so it is morning for me. But 
afternoon coming up on evening for him. I asked, uh, you said you got your practice in this, this morning, Eugenio, and you're going out to play this afternoon? Yeah, I was. You know, I did a little, a little bit this morning, some workout, and and then I hit some balls, and then I'm gonna go play in the afternoon. I'm here in my north house with my family, so it's a little hard, just because they want to see me. I didn't see me all the year, and now with all the things that happened, and my life changed so drastically. People here in Spain, I mean, I can barely go go by myself through the roads, and everyone, everyone recognized me and everything. So it's been it's been a little hard in that in that way, but I mean, I'm kind of getting used to it, and just kind of like trying to organize myself a little better. So you you mentioned that. Oklahoma State, while while you enjoy your time at Wake Forest, Oklahoma State was was a good fit for you, just kind of based on on what you wanted to study and the and the golf program. Is that right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, my game totally changed. I mean, what Coach Brad and Coach Dart did for me, I mean, something that I would never forget. They gave me the opportunity to play there, and then they. It teaches me a lot. I mean, my game changed practically, like mental game, how to be in the course, and then some of my of my golf game that also had in Karsten Creek and all the things we have at Stillwater is something special. So, I mean, Oklahoma State for me, it's unique. For me, obviously, I play for Oklahoma State and I didn't play in other schools, but for me, Oklahoma State is the place to be if you want to be on tour. I mean, there is so many names that they've been on the Conferry Tour, the European Tour, the PGA Tour, and I mean, that that's not just luck. I mean, there's something in there that makes you special. I mean, how they treat us, how what we have and how, how the coaches are. I mean, Coach Darren, Coach, Coach Alan, Brad, and they're like my second family. I mean, I love them and I, we're super close and I, we talk every day. I mean, now they, they, weren't, they were the ones that support me in my decision and they thought it was the best decision as well. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's like my second home and I'm going to still live there. I mean, I got plans. I, got, I rent my house with my buddies in the golf house like I was going to leave last year and I'm going to leave this year. So, I mean, I'm going to be there all my, all my time, full time. So, I'm excited for... I'm not going to be on the team, obviously, but I'm going to be with them and do everything with them. So it's going to be fun. Talk to me a little bit more more about that decision, you know, just kind of being being surrounded in that environment. I assume you kind of still want to somehow be involved in the golf program and, and guide those players, um, you know, the same way that, that some of these other alumni may have guided you. Yeah, I mean, there's there's different points. First point, I just don't want to. My life changed so much that I don't want to to make it that bad, that big of a change. I want to still be with this, the the people that knew me as a normal college guy that played good in college and not just like a professional golfer that half millions of dollars. I just want to be a normal guy and just and I feel good with around my friends and everyone over there. Then. I feel like in Stillwater, you have everything. You have a course, and I'm a lifetime member because I play for Oklahoma State that you don't find anywhere. You can do whatever you want. You can play whatever whatever, whatever time you want, and you can do all, all the other things you can do in other, in other places. And also, the last thing, Stillwater, you play with all, all the weathers. I mean, it's not like if you go to Arizona or anything, it's always sunny and perfect weather. Stillwater, you play with wind, you play with rain, you play with good weather, you play with everything. So it's kind of like if you, play, if you can play good golf in Stillwater, you can play good everywhere else like what I felt these couple of years like I was playing we we're playing qualifying Carson Creek and you were playing kind of like tough and you're scoring not as good a scores as you want and then you go to another courses and it's like I mean this is like cheating so easy so it's, 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 it just prepares you it prepares you for the best and and I mean and I feel like at home and I have all my friends there and I have coaches and everyone over there so I'm gonna live there for at least the next two years and then when my all my my buddies on the team graduate one of my best friends Jonas a German that we're really, really close. He's my best friend. He has two more years, so I'm going to stay there until he's done, and then we'll see what will happen. I'm really glad that you're that you're choosing to stay somewhere where, like you said, you feel comfortable, and and the golf the golf team, the coaches are, are like your second family. That's that's definitely really important. Yeah, it's so funny that you mentioned like 
that makes a lot of sense, you know, with, with the weather, me playing up here at a, at a Northern school at the University of Minnesota, um, you know, going down South, people think that we're at a disadvantage playing in the heat, but I think even more so when schools come up North, um, we're at a major advantage when they're playing in the cold because they really can't handle it. Hundred percent. I mean, I I can see it. Like when we're playing in still water and it's windy and it's miserable. Like I mean, in November that's thirty degrees and it's raining and they make us qualify and then you go to a tournament in Florida and it's a little windy and a little cold for someone. So we're like, I mean, we feel great and it's just right. it's just so much different. So I just feel like still water makes you tough and like 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 I say, like you're one more guy there. Like there's so many past good players and everyone. So you're just like a normal kid that just. He's perfect. Like someone works in an office, I just work in the golf course. So I love it how people treat you there and how you are, and just like a normal thing. I don't like people just kind of like today. I went to the range back in Spain. Obviously, all these kids want pictures and everything. I, I'm not a big fan of that. I just want to be normal, you know, just like an, another guy that plays golf and have fun playing golf. You know, you mentioned that that after you transferred to Oklahoma State from Wake Forest, you your game got much better. And I mean, that definitely goes to show uh, with that final senior season that we're definitely going to touch on here. But what would, what would you say was the biggest difference for you that was made when you when you made that switch and, and the biggest thing that you learned that made you better as a player? Well, I think one of the things was like the people that plays in the program. I mean, there's 12 guys that want to beat you and they want to play in the lineup and they have motivation and love the game of golf and Wake Forest. I mean, there's a lot of guys that they just go there for study and more like they they like golf, but more like as a second thing in Oklahoma State, everyone loves golf. Like, I mean, I, I went to the course every day in Wake Forest and most of the time I was by myself and in Oklahoma State that never happens. I mean, there's so many people playing and loving the game of golf and then coaches are there even in a Sunday until until 8 p.m. or whatever. They, they're, in, they're there in the course 24-7. So, I mean, how, how they want you to get better and how how they do things for me was better but I mean everyone's different everyone likes different things I mean people like just to say my sister my sister you tell her to go practice for seven hours and she would say no way I'm gonna do that you know like I mean she likes to do her time and then just go study or go with her friends or whatever for me I love being in the course as much as I can so how Oklahoma State focused that I mean they don't they don't put you any problems you can do whatever you want I mean I go, I went to the course multiple times with my chuck balls and hit 30 drivers in a fairway I mean there's no places that you can do that I mean there's members and I think oh, we, we own the golf course so we can do whatever we want I mean it's just it's just so special and then how coaches kind of like prepare you like they won't tell you the things you want to hear they will tell you all all the time the bad things so you can get better you know like and you can get that in a good way or in a bad way but they will always get in on you and trying to make you a better a better person a better golfer so i mean i feel like oklahoma state is for me the best the best place in the world and when people ask me i mean i i, I really like wake forest but if i feel like fighting went to oklahoma state we will not be talking right now about my golf game or whatever i think i learned a lot and i changed a lot of of things that i needed to to be a good golfer I assume all of your teammates feel the same way and that um, that it's all golf all the time. That's that's the, what they want to do and and oh, what they want to work for. So very, very cool. Very interesting to hear you talk about that, because you're right. I mean, schools definitely do it differently, but there's a reason why why uh, Alan Bratton, why his team is uh, is like been so successful each and every year and why so many big names and and fantastic players have come out of that program. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they do a great job. And they care about us. They care about 
winning the NCAAs. I mean, I wasn't lucky enough that we lost in the semifinals against Pepperland that they won. And then this year we lost against Texas that then they won. So we had, there's also great programs out there. But I mean, being like, we're always up there. Like, we always have a chance to win a tournament. We always have a chance to win a national championship. We all have a chance to win a Big 12 championship. I mean, it's being all the time in golf. Always the best one doesn't win, but being all the time in contention, what makes it makes it special. And we play the hardest card, uh, schedule. We play all the good events, and I mean, and they do a great job. I mean, I feel like everyone over there loves each other. We're like a really good family, and and I mean, and it's 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 been great. I mean, I have all all good things to say about Oklahoma State. To be fair. Well, so speaking of wins, Eugenio, you had three wins just in, in your senior year of college. Um, you won the Amer Ari Invitational in Hawaii, which I talked a lot about with with uh, with Coach Bratton. You won the National Invitational Tournament hosted by Arizona in the Columbus Regional at the uh, at the Scarlet Course at Ohio State. Um, won the regional that's huge and then you also tied for the load stroke play finished second place at the national championship individually I mean what a incredibly impressive season um I do I do want to talk about um the Amer Ari just because I just think it's the coolest story and I actually I remember looking at it myself <clears throat> I was at playing a practice round for the UCF challenge which is exactly where your My sister, sister Carolina was exactly um so uh but I remember I was I was looking on golf set and I and I clicked on the Amer Ari and I saw Eugenio Lopez Chicara made an eagle on the last hole to win the individual title by two and the team title by one I mean that's just the coolest the coolest thing ever and I remember showing my teammates I was like look at what this guy did <laughs> that's insane yeah. talk about clutch <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was it was a huge week. I mean, I I've been I I think I had nine runner-ups before I got my first win in the Amerari between Wake Forest and Oklahoma State. I've been up there a lot of times. I mean, I was a first team All-American and I finished second in golf stat without a win in my junior year at Oklahoma State. So I was up there all the time. So the the first win, the first win is also special. But I I remember Coach Brown was walking with me that day. I mean, I was like six back entering the last round, but I mean, it was. A, I couldn't make a putt. Like I, I think I was like 500 and 400 with, I don't know, I two putt. All my berries were two putts or like something crazy. So Coach Brian decided to walk with me that day. So we start pretty good. I mean, I was like 300 through seven, something like that. And then I made four birdies in a row. And we, I was playing 18 and the team was playing good as well. We were like, we started that day like without a chance to win. I think we were losing by 13 in the team thing. And we were in the second, we were second off, not last off. And and coach was like, man, we're, you're, you're seven under. A couple of guys are playing good. I don't, let's check how we are. And we were like three back with Texas Tech. And we had like five holes. And I was in second, like two or three back as well. So I, I had 18, one, two, and three. And I had like 18, it was a hard hole. And then one and, th one and three are pretty dirty holes. So I remember 18, I chipped it in. I chipped it in to make my fifth bear in a row. And I was like, man. I think I have a chance because he had That's 16, so. the, the Texas Tech guy has 15, 16, 17 and 18 to play. And those holes were, I mean, not tough, but I mean, you, you need to hit good shots, you know, like you don't have the birdie. So you can make bogeys also play pretty easily. You know how Hawaii golf is. I mean, you hit the fairway, you get a chance, but if not, you're going to be in trouble. So, mm -hmm. so then I went and I missed my birdie on one. I didn't, I mean, I just play a normal hole and then I birdie two. And I had three, my last hole and everyone was done because I was like, I started 3B, you know, when they put two guys on the tee. So everyone was done. And I had, and we were one back from the team thing. And I was tied for the lead. And the guy was tied. I was tied. 
So it was a par five that is like you can hit a driver and you put it into like a 10, 10 yards gap, you put it all the way down and you had like a nine iron. But if not, you have like a in the rough with a weird stand or whatever. So I decided to hit a two iron from the tee. Mm. Because I was thinking, because I was thinking about if I make a birdie, we tie the team thing. So it's a, it's also a win. But I win my first individual college thing. So I was like, coach, I think if I hit a two iron, I'm going to have a four or two iron second shot and I can make a birdie to that. So I hit a two iron pretty good just in the right side. And then I hit a two iron on the green like 25 feet and I was like I, I knew I, I knew I needed to to make it to win the team by one but I knew also that if I make a two part I win my individual my first individual college win yeah. so I was like so I was like all right just I'm gonna hit the part if it goes in just like trickles in so as soon as I hit it I was like I mean that, that might have a chance and it just barely went in and oh. I mean I was with I was with old coach coach Darren coach 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 Brian there so it was a big big special moment I will never forget it for sure wow, it was fun and then I I'm I remember my sister calls me this well my my mom calls me first and then my sister calls me and we had a great pre-season like in December and November in December and January a couple of days in Spain we did it all together on practice and everything together and we were both playing great to be fair so she called me and we talked about it congrats on all that things and I was like well I just did it go out there and do it and then she went there and she also shot minus 19 that was something crazy but I mean it was it was it was great it was definitely a good week for us that's, I mean, a good week to say the absolute least. What a special moment too, and to get your first win on on those that exact on those terms on that story. Like, I mean, geez, I got chills. I can't even imagine. It was also first win for Coach Brandon. Like Coach Brandon's first win was also in that course and that tournament. So it was kind of I... funny. We just we were joking all week about it. It's like I might win the first time here as well. I know that, and then I won. It was it was it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun that week. That's so amazing. That was that was something that I talked about with him too. I said, I understand, you know, there was three Cowboys who, who won this tournament and one of them was Eugenio, one of them was you. He <laughs> yeah, was fun. He's, he's, of course, he's just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just coach proud of me. Yeah, he's just trying yeah, to, be, right? to follow like, my path. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It was, yeah. it was awesome. But I mean, yeah. Eugenio too. I was, at the, I was at the UCF challenge and I shot... I shot three under that week and I was like, okay, you know, pretty good week. No, it's yeah. fine. I lost to Carolina by 16. <laughs> I know. That's how, like, that's what things happen. Like sometimes like when you win that, like when you win my mind, minus 19 and you're like, uh, I wasn't there. And then you go to the next week and you shot like 200 and then another guy shot 20 under you're like, how? But I mean, yeah. there's just some, some weeks that it's like, like last week when I was playing in Portland, I mean, he was playing so hard. It was windy, course was long, the rough was so hard. And I was like four over total. And then Brandon Grace won with minus 11. I was like, I mean, I, I mean, I didn't play my best and I'm hurt, but I think like playing my best, no way I can shoot an 11 under. Yeah, well, that's so, so it was just with pro golf. It's just crazy. I mean, everybody's so good that, I mean, if you're not playing your best and then getting a little lucky on top of it, it's going to be tough to win. It's crazy how, how much level there is and when someone gets hot and someone has his week. For the listeners who might not know, I mean, crazy story. So Eugenio, on the final day at the Amera Ari, shot a 10 under 62 to shoot 19 under to win the tournament. And Carolina, his younger sister, who's a, who's a, who was a freshman at Wake Forest, who was at the same tournament I was at, <laughs> I mean, unbelievable, also shot a 10 under 62 on the final day to shoot 19 under to win, to win the individual and, and team and team title so I mean talk about that sibling connection that talent I mean dynamic duo to say the least so you know Eugenio and another thing that I want to touch on in, in your in your final uh, senior season was you know the 
the biggest stage that you're on in college and that's the, the national championship. So, um, you were, I, like I've mentioned, I've already spoiled it, but you tied for the, the low stroke total, um, at the national championship individually before prior to match play and on, in the final round on, on holes six and seven, you made a double, a triple bogey or a double bogey and then a triple bogey. And, you know, the, the commentators were talking about it, saying that they thought you were out of it. And you immediately went birdie birdie on eight and nine and got it back with a, with a couple more birdies on the back nine to, to tie for the low total. I mean, in that moment, I mean, double bogey, double bogey, triple bogey. I mean, that's tough for like a weekend golfer. That's much less for you who's trying to, you know, win the national championship. How do you, how do you calm yourself down in that moment ultimately to, to bounce back the way that you did? I mean, it was, it was a crazy week. It was overall like a pretty bad week for me. I, I played five holes on the practice round and I felt something on my hip. I mean, it was bothering me for the last two weeks and I felt something pretty bad on my hip. So I would, I left the practice round, went to a couple of doctors and I find out after my MRI went out that I had a tear on my hip. So, so I, I was, I was thinking about now playing to be fair like that night. I mean, I couldn't even move and all that. So I decided to, to get some, some things and an injection on my hip. So just to like, see if I can play the next day. So I actually tried to play on the practice. I went the, day, the first round of, of stroke play. I went there and I felt pretty decent on the, on the, on the range. And then after six holes, I felt horrible. Like, again, I was, I mean, I could even swing it. I, I swing my driver. That's normally my best club. I was hitting it everywhere and everything. So, so, I mean, I just felt bad for the team. I mean, it's NCAA. I've been, been number one on the team and I've been kind of like, trying my best and I wanted to play good. I was playing good coming into that wing winning regionals. So yeah, yeah. I, I was struggling to walk and everything. So I finally finished the rounds and I did all my therapy and I get so many, never took so many pills in my life and all that thing. So just to make it sleepy and all that thing. And I finally kind of like find a way to score the ball. I was playing terrible. Like, I mean, I, I second round, I think, I think I shot one under with four fairways. Like I was playing a goal that I never did. I was trying to just kind of like, going hole by hole, shot by shot, trying to figure out a way to score. And then the last round, after all that pain, I barely five, chip it in, and then double six, and then triple seven. I think I was like nine over and seven for the week. I went double bogey, double triple, something like that. I mean, terrible. And I was I was with coach number eight. I was like, man, I'm, I didn't came, I didn't do all these things these past three days to just finish 20th again. I mean, I was, I mean, let's, let's just make five birdies somehow and try to have a chance when I were playing 18. And then I birdie eight, nine and 10, like you said, I made it, I hit play, I just made pots. I mean, I hit it terrible. I think eight, I hit it, I hit a nine iron to 30 feet and made it. On number nine, I hit it, pits and wets, 45 feet made it. And then on number 10, I made it from outside the green. So I was playing still pretty bad but I was just trying to kind of find a way and then I barely 15 uh, 14 14 and 15 then 15 I got a shot a one shot lead and that's what and then I had once and I par 16 and then I had a one shot lead two holes to go and on 17 so the wind was down and I my, and, and I my driver was my best but I was hitting it terrible so I was like I don't know if the driver is the play coach and whatever and we discussed and I tried to hit a six iron and I hit it perfect where we wanted but I felt like I mean I was nervous or whatever and I hit it like 10 yards longer than I wanted to so I went into the desert in a booth so I made a bad bogey there that was a birdie hole and then on 18 I hit I made a par almost made it, and then I obviously lost in the play of Gordo made a birdie but I mean overall it was a great week for me like I was trying 
I was just trying to play, you know, and I, I just helped me a lot to see how important your mental is about, about something. I, I was thinking about withdraw and then on Sunday I had a chance to win the tournament. So, I mean, it was, it was just great to see like how, how to play with when, when your body doesn't feel good and what to do. And right now, if you ask me if it was smart, probably not after seeing all these doctors and being 20 days out of, of my, of my, of my, of the goal because of that. But I mean, just thinking on that moment, I just wanted to let the team and then I played with, against Pearson and I beat him and I'm just kind of like, just, just, the guys on the team knew I was like, I mean, sometimes you just need to do something for the team. And it was, it was great for me to learn how important it is for sport, for, for the sport to just kind of like play when your body's not great. And I learned a lot that week. So it was, it was great, even though I don't win and we always want to win. For me, it was, it was like a win just to finish in the tournament. We talk a lot with my team, with my coach, about, about that ability to, to score the golf ball. And it's kind of something that you can't really teach. You know, it's, it's about it's, it's about the, the player and the person. It's like, Hey, you know, you're not always going to hit it. Awesome. You're not like always going to get the, the, the best breaks, but you got to be able to score the golf ball. And I mean, that's what a good player does. So congratulations to you. Yeah. I mean, I, I always, I always, try, I mean, I just rather shoot 79 instead of 80 or 67 instead of 68, you know, like I always tried to fight until the end. And I've been like that since I was a kid. I don't know if because my team Real Madrid were like, they, they're known because they always fight until the end and they score in the last minutes. But I mean, I just try to do one shot is better. One shot less is better than one more. So I just try to, to grind it out. And even though like golf, like you said, when everything is going your way and you have good breaks and you're making pots and you're hitting the ball great, it feels like it's very easy. But then when you're not playing good, you need to find a way to shoot around even part to have a chance to make the cut or to be up there in the lead. it's better to finish 13 and 14, you know? So, yeah, it's funny how quickly it can flip too. Cause like, you know, for me too, I've been playing in a tournament and playing around where I'm just like, gosh, like this just feels so easy right now. Like, I don't know how I could possibly mess up. Like I don't see myself making a mistake. And then once I make a mistake, then all of a sudden, like, it's like a flip, like all of a sudden it got way harder. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy how, I, I even though how, like from a day to another, like you feel terrible one day and then next day you, you feel like, oh man, I'm striping it. Like last week in Portal, even though I was hurt, first round I hit the ball awful and then the next two days I hit the ball great I was like it's crazy how how can like it's, every, it's like so small things like once we play at this level there might be just a tiny thing that makes a huge huge change so mm-hmm. it's just important to hang out hang, hang in there mm-hmm. until the end you never know what's gonna happen absolutely because that's what makes a good golfer too and and that's what's so you know what's so impressive for, for me with so impressive to me about you know players like you who are who are consistently shooting those low scores, consistently winning, consistently playing well, because I mean, your swing is not the exact same every single round. It's just not like, that's just not realistic. So yeah, for sure. I'm coach Braden says like all the time, like just being, being an all American, it's important. It's like, like winning four or seven times. It's great. But I mean, just being an All-American every year, that makes you, like, a good player. You know, like, I, I was first-team All-American back-to-back years. I mean, that's when, you know, like, you have a cons- consistency. And like you said, you never play good. Like, when you're playing good, it's 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 so – you feel like it's so easy to be up there. But the, the months that you're struggling, kind of, like, finishing in the top ten after you're playing terrible, that's what it makes you a good golfer. So, I mean, it's just it's just that one of the things in Oklahoma State and Coach Brown teach you. Like, when you're not having your week, just find a way – to finish out there, you know, like you, you're not going to win because you're not playing your best or you're not going to finish in the top five, just find a way to finish eighth instead of 23rd, you know, and that's yeah. what the biggest change for me from Wake Forest to Oklahoma State was like, just find a way to score the ball and just find a way to finish up there. 
Wow. So I love that. I, I love that mindset because, because it's definitely a lot more realistic than being like, Oh, you know, I, I hit a drive left in this round. That means I need to go work on it on the range. It's like, no, it means I need to go finish this hole and like try to make yeah. birdie far. <laughs> yeah. Just find a way to just mess up the less possible. So. Right. Right. Well, that's awesome. I definitely, I love that. I love that mindset that, that coach Bratton is, is teaching you guys um, over there um, at OSU. And, and, you know, speaking of coach Bratton, um, in my, in my conversation that I had with him a couple months ago, something, like I said, we talked a lot about you and something that came up in the conversation was about how back in April, you made the announcement that you're going to, you know, forego your, your PG tour university status and return to OSU for a fifth year. You know, now, as we've, you know, briefly mentioned that, that, uh, that has changed and you will know you're, you now are turning professional, you turned professional and um, have announced that you're going to go ahead and, jo and join the live series. So when did these conversations start? Well, I mean, I, I just said I posed that I was going to stay because I just don't didn't thought the PUT University, okay, it's great. They give you six tournaments, and then if you don't play good, you just need to make your way. Like I have one of my best buddies, Austin Eckhart. He was top five in the PUT University. Then he didn't play as good as he wanted to those six events. He didn't make it to the conferee finals or getting status on the conferee tour. So he went to Q school. And then in Q school, you, he didn't play his best week. He finished four years, so he has no starts. So he was playing Monday qualifying until a month ago, and now he's playing great. I'm so happy for him, and I hope he gets his PA Tour card and all best for him. But I mean, it doesn't give you it doesn't give you anything. So I thought staying another year in college is going to give me more experience playing with good players as well and getting better every day. But then the Leaf Series gave me a possibility of playing there three years warranty, playing every start of of three years playing with, instead of college players, playing nothing bad. But, I mean, I'm playing with Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, Brooks Skypa, Sergio Garcia. I mean, I played my first round as a professional the last round on Saturday with Phil Mickelson, and I had over 40,000 people following, you know. So they give me that possibility, and also they give me a lot of money. So I was the first the first one, as I called, it was Coach Brown and Coach Dar, and we sit down and see the possibilities. And then one of the important things was to have a letter from the tours that they will not ban me, and I – as the tours and everything with my manager and they said if you're not a member of any PA tour tour or european tour tour or any tour associated with us they can't do anything and i was an amateur i was a college player and i never been a member of any of them so i'm just deciding to start my career in the leaf tour instead of the PA tour or the european tour that you need to earn your thing there so i mean it was just a simple decision as, as you said in april may i didn't have no idea about this thing or anything i just knew the PA2 university doesn't give you more than six events and then you need to make your own path. So I thought with my team, that was smart to stay another year in college. And then I was I, I staying one more year in college. I was going to be number one in the world and number one in the PA2 university. So I'm going to be at the same position just one year after, but one, with one more year of experience. But then this came through that gave me a lifetime secure money that I mean, it's going to be for me, for my, for my family right now, my future family. I mean, and then, playing three years in a tour with a lot of people that had a lot of experience and success on the tour and majors and, uh, and then being in a team with Carlos Ortiz, Abraham Anser and one of my best friends and people that helped me most, Sergio Garcia. So it was, it was, it makes sense in all parts. And, and like you said, I mean, I finished great with Oklahoma state. I'm going to leave there. I love all of them over there, but I thought uh, me and my team, it was the best, best opportunity for me. And I went through and get it. I, but I, as I told you, I mean, this went so quick. I didn't know anything until, June, June, until June, June, like, not until July. 
play. I mean, I didn't know until like June 26th. That's when I think the first time the league called me and sent me an offer. And then I said no. And I went all the way like a r ridiculous number. And then they we thought they were going to say yes. And they say yes. So, I mean, it's just something that happens in your life. And just your life changed so quick. And I've, I'm pretty happy. And, and I play the first event on the leaf. And I and I play a lot of PA Tour events, European Tour events. I think I played like four PA Tour and three European Tour. And I never had so much fun like I had last week on the leaf event. How people were, how how was the atmosphere, how the pros were. And I mean, I just never saw a scream as much as when Carlos Ortiz make that last pass for the team to finish third. In, even though, I mean, it was like, for me, it was like another college event. I was supporting Oklahoma State. Instead of Oklahoma State, I was supporting my team. So I feel the leaf goal has a lot of future. And I feel like what John Ram said, I mean, I hope they – they talk and they get into something so everyone can play whatever they want. And I, I love how these people are and how things are doing. And I'm very grateful for the opportunity they give me to play there for three years. When they first reached out to you, you had initially said no until they, until they changed their offer. So, I mean, this, did this happen pretty quickly that um, their offer, their offer was changed and, and you decided pretty well, quickly to accept it? Well, I, I mean, I, I don't do this to be to be honest with you, I have Gonzalo and then my manager and my family that does all of these things for me. But I mean, I knew that the offer went there and then like offers in work, you just kind of like see all the offers and everything and you change a couple of things. I think I changed one more year of the contract and then a couple of the expenses thing, they pay my expenses and then a lot of all and then the money of the contract. I mean, we're not going to talk about numbers, but I mean, we changed to all the way, all the way up just to like you do in, when, when you do any, any other business, you just go up and then you kind of like, and then we thought they were going to say no. So then we we're going to have another one. And then I was lucky enough that they accepted. And, and here we are. I mean, sometimes in life, you can say no to things that they're better for you. And I mean, I, I was sad to leave Oklahoma State and leave my guys. But I mean, for the other part, it was an opportunity for me because you never know what's going to happen in golf. Right now, I'm, I'm here. I'm playing great. I'm number one in the amateur world and number one or two in college or whatever. But I mean, as, as you're here, but you can go down really quick in golf. So so it was it was something that we talked and we saw the pros and cons with my family and my team and we thought it was the best for me and even though coach Sarah and coach coach Brian thought it was best for me as well to leave go join the leaf so and I'm super excited and I love oh, I love it over there when this opportunity was initially brought to you what were what were some of the pros and cons that you weighed before ultimately well what the, the first thing we talked about was to be clear that the PA Tour and the European Tour can't do anything to me. Because for me, obviously, like, I mean, we believed in six when I was a kid or anything. So you always dream to win a major or play in the PA Tour and win in the PA Tour or anything. So just having that 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 door open, obviously, I'm probably not going to get exemptions or anything. But, I mean, I can go into a Monday qualify and get into a PA Tour and they can't do anything to me because I was never a member, you know. Or I can go to Q School and get my car after the first, after my three years contract and so having that secure was one of the things and when the my manager and everything we sent everything they said if you were not a member or ever make money on any tour they can't do anything so i was never a member and i all the tournaments i played i pay all all the expenses and everything and i played the the yards book and i played the, the enter free and everything so i never been anything of the PA tour i've never been a member or i've never been half a status or anything anywhere with the PA tour or the tours that the PA tour has like PA tour latin america comfort tour european tour challenge tour all other tours so that was the first cons of the leave but i mean as soon as i knew that i was i was clear on that apart and then i didn't have any other consequences learning the leave i mean i was playing for three years to have a calendar of four six eight seven events this year then 14 and 14 and then now with the asian tour that they increase all the purses that's going to be the next the next 
see a tour in the East. I mean, they're going to put a lot of money and I can, I can play all that tour as well. So, I mean, I'm going to have plenty of tournaments to play secure while, while the PU Tour and the PU University, they only secure me six events. So, I mean, it was huge a difference. And for me, I mean, what I say in golf, like, golf you can play until you're really old so it doesn't doesn't it's not gonna affect me to play three years of golf and say i'm not gonna have what like like points or like the ranking points if i play the league but i mean i'm gonna play asian tour so i'm gonna have some points but i mean when i finish my contract here if i don't want to stand it i'm gonna be only 25 years old so i can go and play q school and all that thing and make my own my way up but playing the q school with a lot of money and your life secure in your pocket it's way easier than playing it without with nothing in your pocket you know so i just felt it was way better for me and it was going to be way better for my golf improvement so you don't I just want to clarify, you don't see um, maybe, you know, the source of the, of the money, where, where the money is coming from. You don't see that as a con? Not at all. I mean, they, they have all the money that they want to. And, and I think what they said and what Greg Norman said, for a golf, like if you're a soccer player, a football player, a baseball player, it doesn't matter how you play that season, you're going to still have your pace. In golf, you make your own way to the PGA Tour. That's the biggest tour on golf. And then you have a bad year there and you're losing money and then you lose your job. Mm-hmm. So, and we, and we as a, you know, as a golfer, we practice eight to 10 hours a day and we might be losing, we might be losing money that year or have no work. Well, if you're in other sport, when you make it to the top and you still practice that time, you got your contract and you got your guarantee money for at least those three years because you were there because you made your own things to be there. So like you got your own, like when you, when you make it to the PGA Tour, you did great things to be there, but they don't pay you, you know? So here as a golfer, you have your resume, you did all those things. So you get a contract and you get paid. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't play good those three years, they don't, they don't renew you and they, you're out or whatever. I mean, it depends what people sign. I mean, I need to be top 32 to get more years out of 48. So, I mean, if I play somehow this and if I don't make the top 32 out of 48, then I just don't deserve to be more up there, you know? But I mean, but I mean, it's just like as a golfer, we practice so much and we work so hard like other athletes, but the other athletes, when they get to the major leagues and they get signed with a big team or whatever, they have their, their life pretty much secure but in golf you do everything great you get to the PGA Tour but you have a bad season and you're losing money how is that possible so that's what they believe golf's they could leave golf and Greg Norman say and I feel like they're they're right I mean why a golf we're we're same athlete like as a football player maybe we don't do as hard off of like on the gym but I mean we work as hard as them and we play bad one year and we're losing our future and we don't have money for our families or whatever when when you did great the last three years to be on the PGA Tour so I mean, it just it just makes sense what they say and how they're doing it, and I'm super excited. And I think that Leaf Golf is gonna be there for a long time, and I and I hope and I hope they're still there for a long time. You know, Eugenio, you mentioned um, the the possibility that the live the, the players on the Live Golf um, Tour may not ever get official World Golf ranking points. You know, this means that you have to qualify into majors if you know if everybody's eligible to play, to play in a major um did you join Eugenio accepting this possibility yeah I mean that's a possibility but I mean we've been lucky now that we can play Asian Tour and like I said I mean Asian Tour is going to be big purses and there's going to be a lot of big names playing there as well so there has your points over there but also even though like if you if Leaf doesn't win the thing of points that we don't know what's going to happen maybe they win it and we have points but if not for me, in my in my in my position, I'm only I'm like I said when I'm done with my contract, I'm gonna be only 25 years old. So if I was gonna stay one more year in college, 
like staying two more years, you know. I was not getting points in college neither. But now I'm not getting points, but I'm getting a lot of money and I'm getting a lot of experience and my golf game is getting better. And I will just go my, my way up when I'm 25 and I get to qualify on Monday qualifying or get into Q schools or whatever. I will get my points. I'm not, I'm not, in my opinion, golf, it's for a long time. And when I, when you're 25 years old, when I'm done here, hopefully I will get another contract and play leave golf for a long time or whatever. But if not, I have no points, but I mean, I have the secure of I can be, I can have my family and I can have whatever I want and I will go play in Q school. And if I make it to Q school, not maybe not the first year, maybe not the second, but eventually I'm going to make it and I will just get my points and make my way up. I mean, Brooks, Brooks Kleppa started his career in the Challenge Tour and four years later, he was number one in the world. So, I mean, everyone has their different path and I think, and I think what I, my decision was the best for me and I'm proud and happy that I choose this decision. I've mentioned a few times that, that a dear friend of yours, a mentor, um, you know, being there in Spain is Sergio Garcia. Did you, when, when this first started happening, did you seek his advice at all? I mean, I'm sure he must have played a factor in your decision. Yeah, of course. I mean, I talked to him a lot. I mean, I, I talked to him when I was in college a lot. I sent him videos and everything. So we're pretty close and we kind of practice a lot together. And obviously when I had the opportunity and the contract and they accepted my offer, I called him. I was like, search, I have these things, this and this. I mean, what do you think? And then obviously I wanted to play with him on the team. I mean, he's one of my heroes. I mean, when I grew up, he was the golf, the Spanish golfer because, I mean, I was too young for Seve. Right. And Jose Maria Lozavo. So he, he was Sergio out there. So so he was one of the guys that you wanted to be. Like, you're in Spain, who you want to be? I mean, you say you, you want to be Sergio Garcia. Like, if you're American, you say you want to be Tiger Woods or Finn Mickelson. So, so same thing for me. So I talked to him. We saw the things. And lucky enough, he wanted to be, to be in his team. And I'm super excited. And hopefully I can help the team. I mean, I helped the last round with my with my scorecard to finish third and win some extra money. And hopefully I can help a lot on the next years to come yeah so so with that being said you know you you mentioned mentioned Sergio you also mentioned Greg Norman through this whole process have you developed have you developed a relationship with Greg Norman yeah I mean I, I talked to him a couple times I was with him in Portland I mean we had a good shot in Portland we we were in the range together I mean he's a magnificent guy great guy and and I feel he's doing something that he wanted to do and I think he's doing the things really good and he's been great to me and I think he's also been a great golfer in the past so so I have all good things to say about Sergio and obviously about Greg. You mentioned that this team aspect is a really big piece of it for you having that team to, to support throughout the tournament in college golf there's one kind of big, big end goal that everyone's gunning for, and that is the, the national championship. Do you think that the, that the Live Tour has something comparable to this? Yeah, I think, I mean, what I said, like, I mean, I, I played college ball for the last four years, so I feel like I'm in a big advantage here. It's kind of like when you're in national championship, even though you don't have a chance to win and your team has a chance to finish in top day to make match play, you can go that round and just make a good round to help your team. It's kind of the same thing here. Like you might not have a chance to win the individual event, but you have a chance for your team to finish on the podium and top three and get and get some points and extra money. So you always go with something to play on. And in comparison, like I made a cut on the PU Tour on the Sanderson from Farms. I was 300, 400, and then I played bottom Saturday. I think I saw one over and I went from T20... T20 to T52 and then Sunday I mean you want to play good and go up there but I mean you have no chance to do anything else I mean I had no chance on the top 10 and I had no chance of winning so you just go there and kind of like 
finish the run and go home. Doesn't matter if you shoot even part or six under here. It really matters because you can help your team. So it's the same thing in college golf. So you always go and play with a perspective and with something on the line. So I feel it's great what Leaf Golf is doing, and I hopefully they can still do this for a long time. We've been talking a lot, obviously, about how just in this last month here, your life has kind of done a, a complete flip. Um, you know, you were originally planning to go back to college, and, and now you have um, you've decided to, to turn professional and join this tour, which unfortunately has been controversial. People have a lot of questions. So with that being said, right now, currently at this point in your life, what is your biggest goal, your biggest aspiration in golf? My biggest goal is always the same, just get better every day. Like that's one of the things Coach Brown told me when I signed with them and I sit down the first day at Oklahoma State. What was your first, what was my objectives? And I went and put a lot of things and the only one they wanted to me to have is to get better every day. It doesn't matter if he's playing the Leaf Golf, playing the PGA Tour, playing the Alps Tour, or playing in Spain. Just kind of get better every day. Just make your own house, just but step by step. Don't try to make a house in a week. Just make it in three years, and then you'll have something on the next on three years. But, I mean, playing the Leaf Golf gives me a lot of experience, gives me warranties three years with no cuts to play every single round. Gives me the opportunity to play with great names and great names of the PGA Tour and major championships, and just to see what I need to get better. Or I play with Phil Mickelson on Saturday, my first my first tournament as a pro on the last round, and I had all those people following and Mickelson that was not playing his best, just to see how much he grinded and how good his short game was and all those things. Get me reflect. Okay, I need to get better here, here, and here. So for me, it's just to get better a little better every day. That's my main objective. And obviously, I want to help the team and win individual events and finish in the top 32 on the rankings to get my car and my car every year. After my third year, I need to be in the top 32. So after my third year, finish in the top 32. All those objectives are great and, and everything. But my, my personal objective is to get better every day as a golfer and as a person. So that's what that's what makes me relax. And that's what I, I want to do. And my family and my team told me, and Coach Brown told me, just get better every day in all your aspects of your life and you'll be fine at the end of the day. You know, the, the reason why I ask this question is because I'm sure, you know, as, as a lot of us, as a lot of us are, are growing up and, and paying attention to, to the game, um, something that we, you know, a, a lot of times we have a, a goal, you know, with, if, if you're in college was winning the national championship or, you know, growing up watching, watching Sergio win the masters, I'm sure that you thought to yourself how, how wonderful it would be to, to win the masters. So, you know, that's kind of the reason why I ask if there's like, if there's, an, an achievement, you know, something that that would be a dream well, come true for you. Well, I mean, like I said, I have no bands for any tour or anything, so I can still play them, play the majors. I can still play in the P tour. I can still play on the European tour. But right now, I'm playing the Leaf Golf. I'm getting better as a person and as a player, and that's what I need to be focused on. And to be fair, you know, we're golfers, both of us. It doesn't matter really when we're like where you're playing. You just want to win. And even though if I win next week on the Leaf or I win in two years or whatever, a win on the Leaf is going to feel amazing, same as a win on the PGA Tour. Like it doesn't matter. Like I do this comparison to a lot of people. Like uh, people tells me about all the PGA Tour and all those things. First of all, I I have nothing against the PGA Tour. I think they're a great tour and all these things. And I. I might, I might be there in a couple of years and I, if I need to, I will work hard to get my way out there. But I mean, when you're working for some, when you're working and you want your sport, like golf for me, it's my job, you know, like the same guy that goes to an office. And when you have someone, a job that offers you four things, when another job offers you just one thing, normally all the people would choose the job with four things. So for me right now, that was where I was. And I felt like, Leave golf offer me more important things just like warranty starts play for three years get better play with great names playing as a team 
getting making new friends and learn from people that's been successful on the PU tour and win a lot on the PU tour. And obviously, I also gonna have my life set for 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 my entire life. So I mean, it was it was all great, all positive things. And I think I'm gonna get better. And I hopefully I can play on the lifter for a long time. And maybe like the Masters. I mean, the Masters was or the Open fifth one hundred fifty years ago ago. They were in the same position. Let's just make a tournament. Maybe leave golf next year. They make a tournament and it's the new Masters. I mean, life changed so quick and everything happens. So you never know what's going to happen. So right now I'm really happy where I am. And hopefully I can I can stay and stay and be here and play a lot of more golf for a lot of more years. One of the bigger news releases lately as well, um, Henrik Stenson was announced. He was going to be the the captain of the of the Ryder Cup a while ago. And he, he came out saying it was, it was an absolute dream come true. And... You know, then just recently he announced that he's going to go ahead and join the Live Tour as well. And uh, now the, the PJ Tour said he will no longer um, be uh, the captain of the Ryder Cup team. You know, hearing things like that, Eugenio, does that make you feel uneasy at all? Does that does that frighten you about any future possibilities? Not at all. I mean, you just need to think about what's better for you. And I feel like I probably think Harry will just sit down with his team his family and so what was better for him and I feel like sometimes in life just give, gets you new contracts and new offers and new things that you never thought was going to happen and I'm I think Henrik make his own decision maybe it was for you it was wrong for me it was great and but I feel like he made the decision he wanted to do and that's how life works I mean like I they need to think they have a family they have kids they have things to do so I feel like he make his his own his own thing and I'm I mean I I'm happy that he joins the lifter I mean he's another great player another major champions playing with me every week so for me it's great to get more experience and play with people like that but I've, I'm sure he made his own decision thinking of himself and his family and I feel like he was a better decision for him he already played Ryder Cups he already won majors he already played on both tours and I think he he probably made his own decision and the best for him Obviously, the, the sport is is your everything. It's your life. You know, this decision has flipped your life upside down. Why why do you play golf? What is what what drives you and what what drives your love for the sport? Man, that's a good question. Well, I mean, I start when I was little. I mean, my grandfather and grandmother they both play. My parents didn't play uh, at all, so they start me going with them to the course, just kind of watch them. And I felt like I, I liked it. I started hitting some golf balls and kind of like getting lost to it. I was, I'm, I'm a guy that even though if it wins, I'm that afternoon practicing, or even if I finish last, I'm that guy after um, I'm there practicing. I love the sport of, game, of golf. I can be there forever. I just don't play just to win tournaments or anything. I just play because I really like it. Like, and so I just feel like it's a game that gives you everything. It gives me, gave me all this, those people I met. I went to the United States to study because of golf. I have a, a job because of golf. So golf for me is everything. So, I mean, it's, it's just, it's just, it's very special. And it's, it's, it's something that, I mean, I will never change. I mean, I love the sport of, of sport of golf and I feel they give you, give you a lot of things that it's important in life. It gives you discipline. It gives you a hard time where you're not playing good and you want to do good. And it makes you, being in the same level because you can be here and you can be here down there very quick. So it teaches you a lot for good things for life. And I feel like I always tell like right now, my friends, when I was a kid, they thought golf was boring and nobody plays. And now they're 22 and 23 year old guys and, and girls. And they're like, teach me how to play golf and golf is getting bigger and bigger. So it's a great sport and it's, it's growing like, like crazy. So I hopefully it keeps going like that because it's something that's really unique. Yeah, I, was, I couldn't agree more. So, so much of, of what I've touched on, on on all of my 
on all of my podcasts have just been about how exciting it is, how big the great, the game is growing. You know, for me b- being a woman in the sport, women's golf is growing as well. You know, people like yeah. you are a big part of that. And that I just think that's so wonderful. So, you know, w- with that being said, Eugenio, you mentioned a lot of the reasons why you love it is, is about the discipline about um, teaching you life lessons, lessons, making you better as a, as a person, all of the above. Um, do you think that, do you think that this is something that all these things um, are represented by, uh, well represented by the Lift Tour? Yeah, of course. I mean, the Lift Tour is another tour. Like, you just go there and play golf. I mean, it's like, it's nothing. I mean, people is making a big deal or think people is talking without knowing. Like, that's how life is. Some people is going to think there's a lot of people going to say bad things about it and another people that's going to say good things and other people just going to say anything that's how life is there's a lot of jealous people there's a lot of bad things and bad comments and that's why you just need to be have your own team have your own path and lift tours just go there and have fun and play golf you know i mean we just it's the same thing as the PGA tour but different format i mean you just play three days instead of four and you all play at the same time that i think that's a good thing i mean because like salandries i mean you can have a good tea time and play in the morning no win and then the same the guy in the afternoon the win comes up and it's a totally different course you know that doesn't happen on the lifter you just play at the same time and you play the same holes and the sun you have the same weather you know so that's they just they suffer different things but at the end of the day it's just golf and you need to score the ball and make with less strokes you can so it's it's the same thing it's just another tour and the only thing is just you make you make more money i guess and people just don't like that but it's it's a great it's a great great thing and i like i said i have all the good things to talk about leave call eugenio with that being said i want to i want to wrap things up here with our five clubs five questions here that i've got for you i'm gonna rattle these off for you the first question what is thus far what is your favorite event that you've ever played uh, I don't know. I mean, I probably have three. I'm going to say, obviously, when we won Big 12s with Oklahoma State, and then when I won the the gold medal with representing Spain. So, I mean, those things were the most special and most fun for me because, I mean, not just because winning, just how, how the team was that week and how, how we played and how we were and what we did after the golf course and what all the things we did. So, basically, those two weeks were weeks that I will never forget. Number two, who wins more putting contests, you or Carolina? I would say my sister probably. Yeah, I mean, I mean, right now, right. I mean, I was I wasn't great at putting the last three or four years, but now that I'm putting with a broomstick, my something might be changing. I'm being putting really good, but I would say my sister is overall a better putter than me. She's she's up in, in the series of uh of putting contests. Uh, for, probably she's not up on the golf course, but probably on the putting contest she's up. <laughs> All right, number three. Who is the funniest teammate that you've ever had? I'll say from Wake Forest, I would go for Charlie Kennerly. He was he was a great guy and really really funny. I mean, we always have a great time around him and great vibes on the team. And then Oklahoma State, I'll say Rayhan Thomas. He's pretty funny all the time. Everyone was everyone was great. I had always good relations with everyone. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, number four. What is your favorite on-course snack? I ask this one a lot because it's interesting. <laughs> I'm not a big, I, I don't, I mean, I'm kind of like really superstitious. So I feel like when I eat, I don't play as good. I just feel a little heavy. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't eat too much. But I mean, I will say I have those Circus Animal cookies that those, those, that coach buys me. That okay. I really like them to have. Yeah. So I, I kind of, I kind of, I, I know. Yeah. I mean, I just don't eat a lot. I go more like, I just drink a lot of, 
kind of like liquid ID or water. And I don't try to not eat very much because I feel better when I have not a lot of food. But sometimes when I'm not playing very good, coach kind of like brings me some cookies and say, okay, I think this is going to help you. Coach Star does that a lot or just a hack or something. You said you spent all day long on the golf course. Hopefully you eat at some point during the day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, go, I, I just have breakfast, lunch, and, and dinner. And when we have, when we're in the course during lunch, I just skip lunch. To be fair, a lot of times. But I mean, I eat some circle animals, and sometimes some uncrustables. You know, like when I'm starving, I just go and eat an uncrustable because the team, the guys on the team, love uncrustable beef turkey, fruit snacks, or whatever. Yeah. But I, I'm not a, I'm not a big eater. Like I'm off the course. I love eating, having nice dinners. I go to, I, I go. I go like when I'm still water, we go in tournaments. I love going to restaurants. I mean, I'm probably me and Jonas, we go to restaurants probably every day. We love eating outside and all that. But when I'm where, when we're on the course, I'm not a big fan of eating just because I feel like, I mean, would you eat like maybe if I, maybe because I don't eat like a little, like when I'm start eating, I kind of like want to eat it all, you know, like, like yeah. if I start on crust, I start on crustable. I'm not like, I'm not able to just eat one and then leave it on the back. Like, well, when I buy, when I eat a, ban- a banana, I'm not able to eat a little and then leave it on. I just eat it all, you know? So I, I don't know if I just don't do those things right. So I don't feel great after it, but I just made in my head that I don't play as good when I'm full. So I just try to not eat very much. All right. Final question. You know, we're all guilty of this. Sometimes, uh, sometimes when we hit a bad shot or when something goes wrong on the golf course, you know, something can kind of slip out, uh, maybe uh, some, some choice words. So with that being said, when you're on the golf course, if, if you know, something slips out accidentally, if some words of frustration, does it normally come out in English or in Spanish? That's a tough one. I mean, if coaches are around, I will start talking Spanish to myself, <laughs> but I have, I have a bad thing that coach Brown knows a lot of bad words in Spanish. So I'm not able to say a lot. I mean, that's one of the other things coaches kind of like teach you a lot in Oklahoma State how to be on the course and how to react on things on the course and I think that was one of the biggest things I got better at like not reacting to shots uh, yeah. not being not being dramatic on the course I used to be like I used to be really perfectionist and I hit seven iron to 15 feet I was like that was terrible like to 20 feet I mean a lot of my teams will tell you like I I kind of like when I'm practicing and really I'm re- I wanted to do it great, but when I'm on the course, I was the same thing. And that might be not the best thing when you're playing, you know, because you kind of like burn yourself off. So that's one of the things coaches teach me how to, how to not react as much. So I've been getting way better at that. I don't react as much as I used to, but I mean, I probably will say I, I will do both. I mean, I will just, I mean, sometimes I just, you have no chance and you just want to say something, you know, so I, I will say in Spanish or English and I will get in trouble. I probably, I'm probably just a fun, fun fact. I'm probably the guy that most, when you do something bad, you get gauntlets, like punishment things. You go into a stir master and you go there for an hour. It's terrible. Or stadiums. And I think I have the, re- I have the record. Me and me and Matthew Wolf, we probably have the record. I mean, I've been there my first year. I, I was there eight times my first semester. Like I had eight different punishments. I had a couple because of the course, a couple because I didn't save, one because I forgot my umbrella, one because I forgot my hat. I mean, one because I was driving too quick in, inside Karsten. I mean, they were finding a way to give me some a punishment so I can get better and listen how to how to be more normal and not react and just kind of like be more, just not be very nervous, just be a normal. So I got way better than that. And I had zero this year. I mean, I had like 13 my first year and then I went like two and then zero this year. So, so it's been, it's been a, I improved that a lot. Well, cool. And that, that's definitely, that definitely shows that it works. I mean, this final year was your best year and no accountability punishment workouts. <laughs> I know. I know. It's been crazy. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome.
Well, Eugenia, thank you so much for, for joining me today on Five Clubs. It's really been a pleasure sitting down with you. And um, I wish you the best of luck in, throughout the rest of your career. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It was great. Thank you so much to Eugenio for joining me today on Five Clubs and sharing his thoughts and perspectives on his decision to join the Live Golf Tour series. So definitely very interesting. I had a great chat with Eugenio today. And thank you listeners for tuning in. And I will see you next time on Five Clubs.